This is Dylan. This is Nick. And you're listening to Saint Ephraim. Pray for us. You dropped that one, huh? <coughs> okay. Dropped that one. <laughs> dropped the old Saint Effie. Ah. <laughs> That's my birthday, Saint. I know. Gotti. The harp sure of the Holy is. Spirit. That's a cool name. Is that what he's called? Oh yeah. Like dang, that's shit. That one, I want that. Dude, can I be the the uh, electric guitar of the ah, Holy Spirit? Yes. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> what does that even mean? Uh, it means that I rock out and I'm holy. <laughs> electric guitar of the Holy Spirit. So this topic today, I think, is related to the last one. Yes, it is. Are we live right now? Sure. Oh, shoot. I Let's do it. my hair. Oh, no. Oh. Um, yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I actually thought a lot about it while we were discussing rap music um, because, I mean, well, d- do I need to spell it out? There is a lot of cussing in rap music. Yes, there is. Yeah. Oh, you want to transition to the topic? Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I mean, we could do it at whatever pace. <laughs> I'm kidding. The word cussing is interesting, okay. and I was thinking about this because the word cussing on my Google Doc has a blue squiggly line, and it wants to change it to cursing. Yeah, I saw that too. And I've always found it interesting. Like, I feel like is cussing like a pretty modern word. I feel like it's I, if if it is, it has. I mean, it's very mainstream at least. I mean, everyone knows yes, what the word cussing is. It certainly yeah, I, is. But like, I think of like, I think it's come up like looking like I've looked at like what does Aquinas have to say about like foul language, and he only refers to like he refers to cursing. Um. And I think it's similar, like, in, in the catechism. I don't think the word cuss comes up. Um, obviously not in the Bible either. And it's always, I think it's it's actually a difficult thing in kind of researching the topic because I don't think cursing is exactly equivalent to cussing. Like, I think that cussing is a broader thing, like, and cursing is a specific type of cussing. Um, but they're sometimes used interchangeable. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think cursing definitely is a specific type of cussing, I would say. Uh, but mm, I don't know that that's true because I think you can curse and not – like cussing is the use of specific words or phrases, in my opinion, from what I understand about the word cussing. Cussing is. Yes. And cursing curse- is um, – well, you've got a much you better You can curse without cussing, that's I think right. you said, right? Yeah. 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 You can call down harm upon someone. That's right. But I often hear will hear people say, oh, sorry for cursing or like – don't curse, but yeah. often they're just saying they're just saying cuss, cuss words. Word. Yeah, yeah. That's why I think it's sometimes used interchangeably. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. So, what do you think? Is cussing a sin? Yes, every single time. Give me your thoughts. Just I'm going to turn no. on this light, um, and but I'm listening. Okay, so I should act like I'm talking to you and I'm not talking to you. Oh, you're still listening. All right, cool. So anyway, um, this is like that thing when um, Father Gregory Pine just talks while Matt Frad is not at the desk. Uh, have you seen him yeah. do that before? Anyway, well, now you're back. Matt Frad does. It. Matt Frad will like get up and do things and yeah, keep <laughs> have the other person keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, so it's because. So wait, am I Matt Frad in that? Scenario? Yes, you were up okay, and I cool. was talking. Yeah. Anyway, okay. You're Father Pine. So is cussing a sin? Let's see. Um, it depends. Hmm. That's what I'm going to say for now. Do I agree with that? Yeah, I think it's it's going to be one of those how do we define cussing? That's what it's going to depend on. Kind of like the lying, to go back to Matt Frad, who hosted a debate on lying between Father Pine and, and mm-hmm. Janet Smith. 
it came down to like, okay, what is the definition of lying? Um, and I think it'll be similar with cussing. Um, but at the same time, I, I think I'm satisfied with that. What I think we generally think of the same thing as cussing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'm comfortable saying it depends with the caveat or asterisk of probably most of the time it is. I don't know. But let's get into the, the details, and then maybe we can circle back to that. Sounds good. This is a tough one, though. Um, I think it's it's something I've thought about for a long time. I think that a couple observations kind of come to mind. And the first observation is, generally speaking, Christians tend not to cuss. Um, and I've actually always found it as, as a kind of one of the early identifiers of somebody's faith is listening to the way they talk um, and the things they say, but sometimes it's the things they don't say. And I've been th- been in this place, I've probably talked about this on the podcast before because it's a really fascinating thing to me. You're in a secular workplace or you're in some sort of environment and often there's people who are just accustomed. I mean, you talk about, you know, in, in rap music or in, in different cultures, it's just normal if you're a teenage boy, let's say as well, just to drop four letter words. Um, in casual conversation and with adults as well. And then you kind of notice sometimes if that's the norm and then you see somebody who just, they're not doing that. It, it kind of often for me is the first identifier of, oh, this person is a Christian. I mean, for lack of a better way of putting it. And it usually ends up being true when I have those suspicions based off uh, the, the language that somebody's choosing not to use. Um, so I think, I think that is uh, the first kind of identifier or the first kind of thing that stands out. The second thing is I think I remember probably getting into college and becoming a little bit more mature in my faith and just starting to ask the question from an analytical standpoint of like, why is it that Christians don't cuss? Because it seems like it's just words and some cuss words are just, they mean the same thing as words that aren't cuss words. So why is it bad to say the ones that are? Um, and started thinking about it. And, uh, one of the things I did is went to the Bible and found that, well, the Bible clearly does kind of tell us that we need to moderate our language and avoid foul language. Um, but also that it doesn't give us a list of bad words we can't say. And that's where I think it becomes challenging is while we have the 10 commandments, we don't have a list of words for obvious reasons, like languages change and cultural norms change, but um, we don't have that list of words that are off limits for a Christian to say. Yeah. That makes it a difficult thing to discern. Yeah. Somebody should write a book on the evolution of how cuss words came to be cuss words. I feel like that would be a really interesting topic. Yeah. Um, because it There does, might be a book like that. For some of the words, it does seem arbitrary, doesn't it? It seems like, uh, yeah, like these words are just very, I already said it, arbitrary words that yeah. they have no inherent, you know, bad uh, connotation to them. Uh, so anyway, uh, but yeah, I guess I will say a couple of things. One is your experience of that you said of not saying cuss words and it standing out really resonates with me. I actually have been surprised oftentimes. So thank God I, you know, I had a phrase, I had a phase in, um, you know, middle school where, you know, a lot of my friends that are hanging out with were cussing. And so mm-hmm. I started cussing a lot when I was yeah. in middle school or whatever. Yeah. You were pretty um, vulgar. Uh, it was terrible. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did have a phase and, um, like, thank God I, I phased out of that. Uh, and really just have 
almost exclusively not cussed in you know since mm-hmm. and there have been numerous occasions where people have remarked like to my surprise but numerous occasions people have remarked to me like said something to the effect of oh yeah nick doesn't cuss or like that kind mm-hmm. of a thing and mm-hmm. it just totally surprised me because what my thought was was like how are you analyzing me that closely to 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 know that i don't cuss like i was just and i guess what the answer to that is is like it is it does stand out yeah you know that is a like a a form of behavior that stands out to those in the culture and it yeah. just didn't occur to me that that was a thing so yeah. that's very resonates in my experience. I, this is all I wanted to say. Um, yeah. Um, do you have a thought on that? Yeah. yeah no, I, I agree completely. And it's, yeah. it's hard to identify exactly why it stands out. Yeah. It's, it's odd, just, isn't it? It just, you seem to notice fairly quickly too. It doesn't take long and it depends on the environment. Um, like I think to be honest, like most of the, the social groups I'd spend time around now aren't really commonly cussing social groups. And so, right. It actually is the opposite. Like when somebody does come in, I think you and I have probably experienced this together, but like, you know, somebody's hanging out around your friends who isn't normally in that friend group and like they just start dropping yeah. F-bombs or something. It's like, ooh, you're like cringing because yeah. you're like, this is not normal. Like these people are not used to hearing that. Yeah. Um, and so it's almost kind of the opposite. So I think it does depend on what social environments you normally hang out in. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, and yeah, that's maybe, I think the only thing I'll say for yeah. right now, other than, yeah, I'd, I'd really like to get into what we mean by cussing versus cursing and things like that. Yeah. So hopefully that'll come so down the road. Yeah. Let's start with the foundation then. Like we made this claim that, that cussing, well, I guess we said it depends, but that we should try to regulate our speech, right? Where's this come from? Um, well, I think we start going back the furthest with, uh, the second commandment. You know, thou shalt not take the Lord's name in vain. Um, often cussing gets kind of lumped in under this commandment. Um, and so this includes, I mean, initially this is referring to the, the holy name, the the four-letter name of, of God in the Old Testament is not to be said or, or even written sometimes. Um, and this extends to us, you know, also just when you use the Lord's name, using it with reverence, and that entails um, all sorts of things. Um, but I think cursing, swearing false oaths has also fallen under this. Um, calling upon the name of God in an unworthy manner uh, has always fallen under the second commandment and being condemned by the church. Aquinas talks about, um, he condemns what he calls cursing. You know, we talked about cursing, cussing. Um, cursing is kind of a type of cussing. Um, he characterizes it, he condemns it as a mortal sin. Um, but in context, what he's referring to is calling down evil upon God or creatures, rational or irrational, living or dead. Um, so this, I would imagine, would include, like, you're in the name of God willing somebody somebody's evil. Um, but it's also kind of unclear, especially because he's writing presumably in Latin and he's not listing the phrases that would fall under this. But... I think certainly, I think there are a lot of things people say that I think maybe could be fall under this um, in terms of, you know, you think of like, go to, go to hell if somebody says that or. Um, that happens. People say that all the time. Yeah. That's, that's a very common very thing. in the movie yeah. we watched last night. Oh yeah. A couple yeah. times. So um, things like that, I mean, seems to fall under that. I don't know if that's exactly what Aquinas is thinking of, but. I think of like F, F you. 
is another one that like is a, probably a it's a very mainstream thing that mm-hmm. um, I think is very much in this cursing seems category. to be calling upon down evil upon someone. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. This is kind of this kind of eye opening. Just looking at this is so slowing me down a little bit. Saying, "Oh, more Aquinas calls this a mortal sin." Yeah. Um, so cursing is always wrong. I think is what we're coming to here, and I, yeah. I think this is the this is the teaching of the church, and I think we can both agree on this. Of course. Um, if you don't agree, Dylan, you have to because it's a teaching of the church. Okay, so mm-hmm. I'm just gonna. <laughs> um, no, uh, I mean it, it's obvious. I mean saying "f you" to someone or telling them to go to hell is like. I mean, you can, I, I know I haven't had the experience of hearing that and almost like feeling this like ah uh, like almost like yeah. a like a tension in the air when something like that is said. And yet, know? I so, think we can become numb to it. Um, yeah. I, I know a lot of people for whom. Um, they think of this not as they don't literally mean it, but they might say that like, Oh, and I remember a conversation with someone in particular is I don't literally mean that it's just an insult. It's like, okay, well, mm-hmm. why don't you use a different insult then if you don't mean that? Yeah. Um, Seriously. so words matter and the meaning of words matters. And that's, I think an important principle in this conversation. Yeah. Well, just to push back on the, I don't really mean that thing. And I know people will say that, but mm-hmm. like, when you tell someone to go to hell, well, what is it that you mean? I mean, like, I guess, I guess that's the question is like, surely at the very least you wish harm upon them. Well, and that is like the, that's like the pinnacle of wishing harm. Like yeah, I, to will someone's bad, the opposite of love to will their good is to love. Right? Yeah. Well, to, to will any state of any sort of hell upon them yeah. is the opposite of what we should be willing for our neighbor. That's right. Yeah. I mean, generally what someone means, I think when someone says that nowadays is, you know, generally they don't mean go to the place of hell. They mean like, you know, Hey, I want you to get away from me right now or whatever you're saying is trash. So stop saying it. And like, it's annoying me, that kind of a thing, Mm -hmm. which regardless is still, in my opinion, wishing harm upon that person, you know? Uh, So again, the minimum of this cursing is wishing them harm. I really like that phrase. I think it's a good rule mm-hmm. of thumb. So, anyway. Yeah. Always wrong. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um, so this is cursing in particular. This doesn't refer to any cuss words. Um, yeah, wishing harm, to be fair, was that was my phrase. Um, Aquinas's was calling oh, down evil yeah. upon God. Calling um, down evil is a Upon God or explicit. creatures, yeah. right. Uh-huh. So calling down evil, I think, a little a little harsher. Um, yeah. What he's referring to specifically is grave matter is the calling down evil. Um, so wish not all forms of wishing harm maybe would maybe fall under yeah. that. It's just a caveat, but, um, nonetheless, it's the kind of thing where, and this is one where kind of where I form my stance on some of this is if those things are grave, serious sins objectively, right? Um, then I don't want to mess with going anywhere near that, right? <laughs> That's right. So it's it's that's where I've kind of always felt like like certain and there's certain cuss words as well that are more closely tied to that, um, and and because of that, it's like okay, I feel like these are the first words we should avoid because even if I don't intentionally mean it, these words are used in context that often become this this cursing that that Aquinas is talking about, yep. and so. Um, I think that's a starting place is these are kind of the most serious of, of the, yep. the things we could say. Agree. 
Um, but going outside it, so that's, you know, from Aquinas and I think the catechism is going to say something similar. The catechism doesn't say a lot on this topic. I've looked at before. I didn't include any quotes from it. Um, I think what's helpful is actually the biblical account. Um, it's actually quite astounding how many times the Bible and the new Testament, especially, um, in Paul's letters condemns, uh, what we would think of as cussing. So, Let's start with Ephesians in chapter 4. He says, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, um, but only such things as good for building up and fits the occasion. Uh, In Ephesians 5, he says, Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, um, but instead let there be thanksgiving. Uh, Colossians chapter 3, verse 8, he says, But now... You must put them away, put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouths. And then the, the last one I have, actually this is um, the continuation of Colossians 3. This is verse 9 and 10. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put away the old self with its practices and put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. So what do you make of this, this biblical uh, admonition about our language? Yeah, there's a lot there. Um, you know, the Ephesians section, the phrase that, a couple phrases that stand out to me are uh, crude joking. This is something that I think can enter in easily to conversations yeah. and I think is inappropriate and needs to be rooted yeah. out, just like the and Bible. I think, when I, go I, ahead. Yeah, well, sorry, I'm jumping in a little early. I was just okay. going to commend, I, I think you're someone who I I look to as being good about this, avoiding this kind of conversation. Oh, thanks. Um, so, yeah. I think that's that's absolutely true. It's in the Bible. Thanks. Yeah, you know, I, for some reason, it's it's hard. It tends to like uh, for uh, in a lot of social settings, it tends to be hard to avoid crude joking. I'm not really sure why, but um, I think it's just something to watch for because to me, that's one of the ways in which a Christian community can, like, in the public eye, now not look like a Christian community mm-hmm. is through crude joking. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, really, really stood out to me there. Yeah, I think defining crude can get tough, and that's where I think it, it just becomes, it, it's discernment. Like, I actually had a moment this, this morning where, like, I thought of something, and then, like, I just took a minute. I was like, eh, that's, I, don't, I don't think that's, like, a terrible thing to say, but it was kind of borderline, so I was just yeah. like, yeah, I'm just going to, I'm not going to say it, right? Yeah, when I think of crude joke, and I think of especially like sexually crude. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that sure. that to me can enter in really quickly. And, you know, sometimes I have to say, I, I, we don't have to get into this topic right now, but sometimes I think like an almost inappropriate joke can kind of break the tension and make the environment more enjoyable. Yeah. I don't really want to try to explain an example yeah. of what I mean, but I'm, I'm wondering if like our listeners and you have experienced this of like being in a setting that's like, just feels a little bit overly safe. And then all of a sudden someone says something like, like funny, but almost inappropriate. And it kind of breaks the tension and like, lets everybody relax a bit, you know, but there is a line of, you know, just talking about something that's completely inappropriate, you know? So anyway, my my thoughts. And that's where I think the word discernment keeps coming to mind. It's, it's cause it is like we said before, the Bible doesn't give us a list of bad words. It doesn't give, give us a list, certainly, of crude jokes that we can't sure. say. That would yeah. be easy, wouldn't it? <laughs> a little manual, yeah. <laughs> Is that one on the list? Oh, no? Okay, we're good. Um, but it's interesting that's the case, right? So that shows that this is clearly something that um, ultimately is left to our discernment and our discretion. Now, not that 
you know, there are queer things like we've talked about curses, right. Um, that we shouldn't say, uh, but to a large extent, this, this is a topic that's been left to the discretion of Christians. Um, now I think there's a worthy consensus on, on certain things that we'll get to. Um, but that makes it tricky. But I think there's also an element in which you said like, yeah, it's like you're, you're towing, like that's where humor is like humor. We did a whole episode on that's humor, right. but like often humor is funny because it toes the line. Right. But a good comedian, a good wholesome comedian, right. Knows where the line is. Um, it's like, you don't, you don't profane sacred things. Right. Right. And this actually gets into a lot of why some words are bad is they profane sacred things. Mm-hmm. Um, now you can make light of serious things. Yeah. And that can, that's sometimes really funny, but there's a difference between making light of serious things that when we take ourselves too seriously and profaning things that need to be left right. um, sacred. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Um, another thing that stands out to me here is from Ephesians again, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths. I, I don't know if this is what he's referencing, but I, I just, to me, when you say something, when something corrupt comes out of your mouth, that says something about your heart, you know, uh, and like someone who is vulgar in their speech that says something about the, uh, the cleanness, what's yeah. the word? Can they get the word? Cleanness of their heart. Um, yeah. so that's kind of what stood out to me from that verse. Right. Well, it's, it's, I, I don't know. I think of a few things. I think of one Christ's words of like, it's, it's not what goes into the mouth that defiles, but like what comes, comes out, like what comes from the heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I think it goes both ways too, in the sense that what we say is an expression of our interior life, but what we say also affects our interior life. Yeah, that's, that's, right? that's true. Um, so just like, you know, it, it's virtue and vice, right? Every time we talk in a certain way, we let ourselves fall prey to corrupting talk um, or to foul language. It becomes a habit. It becomes more and more our thoughts. Um, and that's why I think that, you know, in this conversation, it certainly comes, it's not just about the words we say and don't say, but the kinds of things we say and don't say in terms of, are we saying things? That's what Paul's talking about here. Like, are we saying things that are corrupting others? Are we saying things that are tearing down others? Um, and I think that's what I make of these quotes from, from Paul's writing is that he's really calling on these Christian communities he's writing to, to analyze their speech and be uplifting and to be discerning in everything they say. Mm -hmm. He's not just saying, don't say these, these three bad words that the Romans say. Um, he's saying, no, look at it all, put away anger, wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk. Um, say only things that build up. Now, I think you can be scrupulous about that, and and that can be one one temptation on the extreme is just avoiding anything that could possibly, uh, you know, uh, be profane or you know avoiding um, certain topics because you're worried about you know something coming up that's that's inappropriate. And that's where I think humor is a good antidote. Um, is that making light of those serious things can keep us from. Um, falling into that scrupulosity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agree. So how do we, now if we're looking at the practicals, how do we discern, okay, how should we talk? What should we not say? Um, 
I guess I'll walk us through kind of this because I had some some thoughts that I wrote That'd down here. Um, so how do we know what words are considered obscene? So this is just, there's no formula for this. Unfortunately, you're not really going to find a, a queer thing in the catechism on discerning this. Um, I've heard Matt Frad talk. I think he has some good things to say on this. But this is kind of something I've combined just from, from my own thinking and different things I've heard. Um, so we, we established that neither church teaching or the Bible give us a list of, of words that we shouldn't say. Um, but they clearly say that there are things we shouldn't say. Um, we talked about Christians being recognized. I think this is one thing that, that not cussing can do, right? Is let's just say there's these words that society deems cuss words, right? Um, and they're generally not uplifting words, right? If we choose to remove ourselves from saying those things, that sets us apart and makes us recognizable and Christ-like by the way that we talk and the way that we walk. Um, so that's a way that we can carry ourselves differently. Mm-hmm. And I think what's clearly a positive way. Yeah. Um, do you want to jump in? Yeah, I'll just say one thing um, that what you're saying there, and I agree, but the implication is that the cultural norm is important when determining what's bad yes. words and what's not. You know, uh, So, you know, if I go over to China and start using words that I've heard that I didn't know were inappropriate, you know, but are not inappropriate to me, like, I've just got to be aware of that, you know? So it's important when considering whether something's right or wrong. Um, Right. And I think what I'm, what I'm meaning to say is even if these words aren't objectively the ones that we come to and discern like, oh, this is, this is an inherently bad meaning and we shouldn't say it. The fact that they're taboo words makes it at the very least a good thing, if not the right thing to avoid them. Right. Agree. Um, not that the, the culture is infallible and in what it deems bad, but I think just as a rule of thumb, it's a good idea to avoid those words in order to carry yourself differently and, and set a positive example. Agree. Now, that being said, why are these words considered bad? Um, a few thoughts on that. Often they degrade what is holy um, or they praise what is evil. They often insult or offend others. Um where they could cause scandal. And this gets into like, you know, leading others to like, there's some words that maybe in proper context can be used appropriately. um, But if you use them all the time, or if you use them around the wrong people, could lead them to use those words inappropriately. And that's where I think um, a lot of caution needs to be used. Yeah, I agree. So I think, so ultimately the cultural norm matters. Um, and I think if you go through a list of words you think are bad, you could probably fit them in one of these categories. Um, I don't know. Do you think I'm missing anything on those? I think these rules of thumb are great, honestly. Uh, degrading what is holy, praising what is evil, insulting others, and causing scandal. I think it's great. Yeah. Um, it's a good rule of thumb. I think the the, the cause of scandal um, can be an important moment of discernment. Because I think there are certain words, and I, I guess we didn't really talk about, are we going to say these words for the sake of uh, conversation or yeah, what? But I like, guess, I, I think probably we're, we're not going to based on the way we've <laughs> been talking so far, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Should we write them on the board? The F word. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there's some words that I won't say even for the sake of like an example, but right. um, there are certain words that I can think of that have a proper context. Um, and I mean, you think of like, you see them come up in literature all the time. And 
there are probably appropriate ways to use them in context. Yeah. Um, but what we need to be careful about is these same words can be used out of context and be very offensive, uh, crude, inappropriate, all of those things. Um, and so it's important to discern, okay, if we're going to use them, one solution is just don't use them in context. If there's another word, use that. Um, but then if you're going to use it in context, how is there an opportunity to create scandal by the yeah. way that you use that? I That's think right. Important. Perfect example, I think, is in like we're both coaches. So if we're coaching 10-year-olds mm-hmm. and we'll get into what I think the appropriate uses of foul language are in a second. But And in another forum, you could use a – you know, <laughs> in this situation, you could use an inappropriate word. I don't think it's ever appropriate to use that word around 10-year-olds. Yeah. So that's a perfect example of, like, just causing yeah. scandal and, you know, just yeah. giving those 10-year-olds a word that they might just go and use completely out of context and inappropriately. Right. And that's on you, you know? So. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think of, like, there's certain words that you can can use in like a jarring sense it's like yeah it's like i'm gonna like i you could say i'm a fool or i was a you could be apologizing i think i put might have put this example on the doc but like i could say i could be apologizing to my hypothetical spouse right and i could say i was a fool right or i could say i am sorry or i could say i was a a or an fill in the blank Mm -hmm. right um it, that like in a way captures mm-hmm. your remorse in a stronger way. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's a, a potentially appropriate use so, of a bad word? So yes, I I think there is an appropriate use of 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 cuss words, and that was a perfect example because to me okay. in that situation, that like sends the emotion more fully to the spouse. Like you said, it also kind of serves to break the tension a bit too. You know, yeah. like. And there's almost, very little cause for scandal in right. that situation. I mean, it's your spouse, right, that you you yeah. share all things with, and they know your heart, and they know, hopefully, they know that that's not a, you're, you're not going around teaching your kids to mm-hmm. drop F-bombs, right? Um, by the way, the F-bomb is not the word I suggested <laughs> inserting. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we're with you. <laughs> Just to clarify. Everyone's with you. No, okay. Uh, um. Um, <laughs> like, I think that's, that's yeah, like, it, there's no cause for scandal. Um and it's the use of a strong word. And I think there's even potentially biblical precedent for not that exact word, although the word I'm thinking of is used in the Bible, but it's referring to a donkey. <laughs> yeah. um, but there's yeah. biblical precedent for strong language. Um, I, I think one that often gets discussed and it's debated, it's like um, when Paul says, I count th- all things as rubbish, um, there's debate about was this really like the s word that he's using or the equivalent of the s word and i think most scholars say no it's not but it is a strong word it's a strong word for garbage or trash that he's using Hmm. um not necessarily the equivalent of the s word but you think of the psalms as well um expressing strong emotion i think there's certainly biblical precedent for using i think even in the saints at times precedent for using strong language um strong language doesn't necessarily mean that it's foul or inappropriate yeah i think the um like the fact that it is strong means that the words are used sparingly though too you know i mean like if if there's yes. if you're using these strong words day and night 
you know, I, I think that's right. going to lose its value at that point. So picking the exactly. situations is really appropriate. Exactly. Yeah. And if, and if I go around using that same word, then it no longer has much meaning when yeah. I say it, you know, in that apologetic sense. Yeah. Um, that's so that's, that's, I don't know. It, it seems questionable. I think there's kind of truth to it of like when in these words that I, granted, I think there's some words that just don't have an appropriate use. They're so, they're so bad. Um, but in these words that maybe it depends more on context, um, it's really important that they're not a habit. Mm-hmm. And for a number of reasons, one, because it cheapens the, the meaning, um, when, if, and when they do have an appropriate use and two, because it is more likely to cause scandal then to lead others to sin, right? If it's a habit of saying these words, well, then I'm more likely to say them in the wrong context on accident um, and lead others to, to then use them inappropriately. That's good, yeah. Yeah, one of my favorite examples, um, I want to see what you think about this example, is okay. from The Things They Carry, the book. Mm-hmm. Did you read that when you were in school? Uh, I did. Okay, yeah, I, I did. At least I read some of it. Don't tell my teacher. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, I just, this this scene has always stuck with me, but um, it was, you know, the story, The Things They Carry, it is about these soldiers from Vietnam, and you follow their stories kind mm-hmm. of the, from the, you know, uh, their perspective. Um, it's fictionalized. But one of the characters has been writing his girlfriend from back in the U.S., um, he's a soldier in Vietnam. He's been writing her back and forth. And one day he gets a letter saying from his girlfriend that, you know, his girlfriend is going to break up with him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that has been like a huge source of consolation to him in this really brutal war, um, writing his girlfriend back and forth and like, you know, wanting to go back and, you know, be with her and that kind of a thing. And he reads the letter and in the story, you know, he, like it talks about how all he could say was the F where he just drops the F bomb. Mm-hmm. And um, it has always stuck with me because I remember it being like a moment of, and I think it even says this in the book, but I remember it being a moment of like, that expresses his emotion perfectly <laughs> in that yeah. instance, you know? And um, I just, it has always struck me as like, oh, okay, like that may or may not have been like an appropriate use of that word just because that's what he was feeling. That was his genuine emotion. Yeah. And like, he just let that loose as a way of, yeah. you know, coping with what he had just experienced. So what I do you think, think about I dis- that? I think I disagree. Okay. Um, I, I totally get what you're getting at, but I think I disagree because I believe that that word in particular does not have an appropriate use. I think that, that the F word is a word that um, it's more than just a word with strong you know, like of strong emotion, I think it inherently, it, and it falls into the realm of uh, degrading what is holy. Um, and I, I just think that, I, I don't think that there, that is a word that you can use in an appropriate sense. Now, is that def- less bad than saying F you to somebody? Certainly, like mm-hmm. no doubt about it. Um but I, I don't think that it, it would like, I, and the other thing I think the other litmus test for that for me is, can you picture a saint doing that? Um, like a capital S saint? Yes. Like think of your favorite canonized saints. Can you picture them yelling F-bombs? Uh, no, not according to my picture in my mind. Mm-hmm. I think there are capital S saints who have used the F-bomb. Name four. 
I can't name. <laughs> I can't name any of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess I. I guess, and yeah. there also are a like, limited number of American saints. Yeah. Um, well, and, and to be clear, when you say that have used the f bombs, no doubt about that. But also, like that would post conversion in their saintly life use. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's interesting to think thing. about. I think there is this part of the controversy in like, isn't it like the Padre Pio movie? They portray him as saying something like that. Oh, I don't know. I'm I not think sure. I, I don't remember if it's that word yeah. in particular or or what, but I remember that was a big controversy as they um, had him saying something, some cuss word, um, like yelling it. And that was like, it's like, would he have said this? We don't really, I don't know that we know. Yeah. I think what you're suggesting is, this is good because I think this is a really important word to talk about. If we're going to talk about any of the words, this is the one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think what you're suggesting is that this word is almost inherently bad. It's it's inherently inappropriate. You can't use it. And I, I think, is that, I mean... Yeah, it is what I'm okay, suggesting. Gotcha. I don't want to suggest it. And yeah. I think that that is an interesting point but I think a one that would be very difficult to defend just because I think that there are a lot of words that have multiple meanings. And I think what, he, what causes the hesitation on the part of using that word is the fact that it's a very crude word for sex, which I mm-hmm. think was when it's used in that which way, which is the holy thing that is the great, right. which I think is incredibly yeah. inappropriate to use that word in, in the context of sex. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's really inappropriate. Um, so, but I think, that it's clear in the context that I was saying that that is not what he is talking about. Yeah. Um, he's just using the word to express his emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And there are plenty of words that have multiple meanings when used in the appropriate context. Yeah. It's clear what they mean. So, yeah. Um, I think my problem, point taken, and, and you're getting somewhere with me with that, but I think my problem with that is that the only meaning I can think of is like basically a non-meaning. Like when it comes to the F word, you're either using it mm-hmm. in its normal inappropriate context or you're using it just as a filler expletive mm-hmm. that means nothing. Yeah, so whereas you, whereas ahead. other words I can think of, maybe other words are similar, but like it's they've actually got multiple meanings in multiple contexts that you could use them in some worse than others, some maybe, you know, fairly appropriate. Um, so that's the difference. I think it's like, okay, but, but then the question is raised is like, okay, is it then appropriate to use a word that is in context is always crude and just use it where it basically is meaningless other than the fact that it refers to a really bad thing and you're feeling a really bad emotion. And so therefore you're matching the emotion to the word mm-hmm. is essentially what's going on. And, I guess the question lies in, can you do that without invoking the meaning of the word? And maybe you can. Good discussion. Hmm. Good discussion. You bring up a good point too, though. You probably could, you know, what what we're saying is that the F word in this case is probably just like a, another way to just groan. Right. He's not calling on a second alternative meaning of no he's not the word yeah he's just using like the d he could have used the d word there or he could have used you know he could he could have just like i said he could have just like groaned out loud in like a painful sort of way like but you know the the f word 
I think he uses because the way that it comes out, I, I mean, I don't encourage you to like walk around and shout this and try it out, but the the way that it comes out is like very like can be very relieving, cathartic. Yeah, yeah like yeah. the sounds or whatever. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. um, you're right though. It's it's not it doesn't yeah. have a meaning. It's just like basically a yeah. sound to express emotion. So I think it's like my case is like out of prudence too. I would recommend avoiding even that because, okay, if the word, if every context we can think of for this word is just inappropriate, then if I'm using that word, if I'm deciding, okay, it's okay for me to say this word when I'm mad and by myself, then I'm now making it more likely that I accidentally say it in a different context and then cause that that's my biggest thing with cuss words. And it's, you know, something that like, you know, and I'm, I'm not perfect about it too. Like, um, but it's a slippery slope to being comfortable with it in certain settings to then causing scandal, um, mm-hmm. or using it in a context that just isn't appropriate. And it just takes one time, right. For you to say something and all of a sudden you've represented yourself, your reputation, the church, um, Christ in a way that, uh, you don't want to. Yeah, depending on the context. Yeah. But yeah, I generally agree. Yeah. 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 Okay, any other appropriate... I mean, I guess that one was debatable, but we established uh, some situations where maybe it's appropriate. See, that's where even when we get to like the situation where it's appropriate, I feel like there's still like there's still an asterisk there for me. I think mm-hmm. it's like... And I think I've said it before when I've talked about this with students is like, here's the thing with customers. Like, there are times when it's a mortal sin depending on the context, Mm -hmm. right? You can certainly say things that would be grave matter. Um, There's times where it's venial. And there's times where it's probably not a sin. There's times where it's imprudent, I'd even say, like between a venial sin and Mm -hmm. not a sin. Um, Not that that's really a category. I just made it up. But it often gets, things get talked about in that that category. And then there's times where it's probably not a sin. Um, And so at the very least... We need to be very discerning about it. Um, and it's just something that I think, and I think why you see Christians tend not to cuss as a cultural norm is I think it's kind of something we've decided it's better to err on the side of caution mm-hmm. for the sake of, of, you know, scripture talks about being beyond reproach. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think that's why I, I keep coming back to scandal being. Um, a key driving factor here and why it's not just important to avoid cuss words in certain situations or avoid um, frequency, but to avoid as much as we can um, because there's always a risk of scandal. Yeah. I don't know. Am I being too scrupulous on that? Not necessarily. I think those are really good points. I think certainly it's better to not say them than to say them if there's any, if there's any question in one's mind. And especially for someone who is like, I mean, throwing cuss words around in conversation is definitely inappropriate. I think there's a, a situation in which, like, you just got to understand yourself. You know, and go, yeah. like, I've got to at least, I've got to shut off this part of my brain that wants to use cuss words all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once I reach a space of, you know, advancing in holiness and so on and so forth, I can trust myself to pick out times when I intentionally use these words. Yeah. Um, you know, and if there is a situation in which those words can be used. Well, and that's, that's maybe actually a great kind of word of advice is like break it as a habit first. Yeah. Now, you're, now you're free 
to discern. Yeah, intentionally use them. Right. And from someone who, like, I, I have thought about this for a while, like, from someone who just has not, does not have a habit of cussing, thank God, um, like, it's hard. Like, I'll, I'll tell you that it is really hard to say a cuss word. Like, literally, yeah. I have a hard time spitting yeah. it out saying those words and so it forces me like hey here would be an okay time to say one even then i rarely do because it's just so hard for me right. to spit out yeah that's true you know so that's like, true and so the chances are if and when you do like you've discerned that yeah. it's an appropriate i've time. decided that that was a time where i really wanted to say yeah. it to drive my point across or express my yeah. emotion or whatever it was yeah. yeah i've experienced that as well i've also known people believe it or not who like have literally never uttered a cuss word. Like <laughs> wow, I, I yeah. think of a couple people in my mind that I've yeah. known. They're usually girls, um, but because they don't go through that teenage boy phase where that's just what you do. Uh-huh. Um, but it's like always astounding. It's like not not once. Like, can you imagine yeah. like how much harder it would be for them? My gosh, it's so hard to just yeah, spit it out probably. Yeah. Decades without doing that. Yeah. Um, and I think there's something good with that. And I think it's like there's, you have nothing to lose by not doing it and i don't know that's not an argument it's just a statement of fact um yeah if at the very least you're going to grow in virtue by learning to be more discerning in your speech if you try to cut out cussing yeah it's good um okay a couple of things i think we gotta we gotta talk about in in uh conclusion here um i think one is just building on appropriate times uh and you brought up the things they carried i think of like Maybe I'll just say the the example, and this will lead into it. But Father Stu, did you see that movie? I have not seen it. I'm ashamed to say. So Father Stu in the movie, I'm going to say a couple of things about it. Um, It's a movie about this this guy based on a true story. This guy who was a boxer, I believe, and he became a priest, had this big conversion. And what's interesting about it is the movie, I believe, is rated R just because of the language that this man uses. And um, this hits on two topics. Uh, One is the use of, of language in movies and books to, you know, to be culturally appropriate, culturally, uh, fitting, right. Um, you know, if you're going to portray a boxer who lived a sinful life and to have him not cuss would be kind of out of place. Mm-hmm. Right. But even, I believe it's been a while since I've seen this, but I've, I've seen discussion about it, like he, he continues to use some of this language after he's a priest. Um, and after he's like, you know, following Christ and, now, the distinction I'll make, too, is, is I did see something that a, a friend of his attested, a friend of the real Father Stu attested that he actually, like, that was something he was trying to root out. Like, he had a cursing jar, and he was, like, actively trying to root that out. But it, nevertheless, it's left in the movie. And there's one scene in particular, and I don't remember what in particular he said, but he and this other seminarian walk into a, a jail. And they're supposed to preach and, and teach to these, these inmates. And the first guy gets up, and he's, like, this very academic, like, pious, young seminarian. And he gives, like, a minute or two kind of talk, and they're just, like, staring at him. Like, it's not going over well. They're, like, not receiving it. They're staring at him. They, he has no moral authority with them. They don't care what he has to say. And then Father Stu gets up, who's, I mean, he's still a seminarian, I think. And he just, like, starts speaking their language essentially speaking like the, I mean, he wasn't a a criminal, but speaking, using the language, using, um, their ways of speaking, just telling it to them like it is. And it's not a way that, you know, you're going to typically hear somebody preaching from the pulpit and it's 
probably not appropriate in most contexts, but at the same time, that won them over. So I, I guess the question is like, is there is that another appropriate context? Is like, and it's a rare context. Like, how often are you going to be? But like, is there? And that's where I mean, we get to the rap, like Chance the Rapper, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, is that what he's doing by using foul language? Is he speaking just the language of the people, and then ultimately trying to win them over to Christ? Yeah. Like, who knows? Yeah. But could yeah. that be another appropriate time? I don't know. Yeah, it could be. Certainly there are cultures that use cuss words like they're any other word. I mean, certainly there are mm-hmm. cultures like that. Yeah. So, I mean, whether or not it's it's a good thing to have someone integrated within that culture who's, um, you know, using that language and uh, sharing Christ. I mean, I think generally that's a good thing. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to say, like, in certain cultures it's mm-hmm. okay versus certain cultures. It just gets really hazy, you know. But I guess yeah. it takes discernment. It takes discernment out of the part yeah. of the individual follower of jesus yeah i think it's ultimately like i hesitate with that one but it's ultimately like clearly like i think it's like a uh, what's the word i'm looking for it's like you're progressively leading them closer right so it's just an evangelization when you're talking with somebody who's um not at all anywhere near practicing their faith mm-hmm. like there's certain concessions you're going to grant like you're not going to start with like the hardest moral teachings of the church and try to get them on those, yep. right? You're going to meet them where they're at. Yeah. Um, and you're not, yeah, you're, there's certain battles you're not going to fight. Um, and so I think that, that that maybe comes from that, that kind of place as well um, of meeting them where they're at, leading them one step closer. So I think that that would have to be seen in the proper context and you would have to, um, like that can't be the end goal. Like, oh, you're going to follow Christ and you're going to continue to talk like this. It's like, okay, maybe it's fine that you're talking like this now, right? And I'm going to meet you where you're at. But if they're eventually walking with him closer, like he's going to, you know, you should lead them to a higher place, I think, ultimately. I'm rambling now. Nope, it's good. Okay, what about in movies and books? Appropriate use? Very interesting. Very, very interesting. Yeah, this is a really fun topic. We're going to have to stop short here probably. But um, here's maybe one thing that I'll start with. When witnessing characters in movies and when reading about characters in books who are using cuss words in in those media, which, frankly, it's not just cussing. It's about them doing anything inappropriate, really, or sinful in books and movies. Here's what that does not necessarily mean. And I think this is really important as consumers of these uh, media forms that we understand this. It does not necessarily mean that the viewer or the reader approves of this behavior, of this cussing. So like if you're reading a book or you know watching a movie and you see someone cussing and you continue to stay in the movie, that does not mean that you approve of that. The other thing that it does not mean is that the movie producer who produced the book or the movie necessarily approves of the inappropriate behavior either. Hmm. This is really, really important. It has to be understood in terms of, uh, is the behavior being glorified or not? Yeah. Is the behavior depicting something that needs to be depicted um, in order to get the story across or not? Mm-hmm. Um, 
those things are really, really important to think about and discern. Uh, the example yeah. that I used here is Flannery O'Connor, who I think is a very like prime example of someone who used inappropriate language, characters who did really inappropriate things in her books, obviously a very devout Catholic, one of the great Catholic writers of all time uh, in the fiction genre who mm-hmm. used those things to portray certain things about the Christian life. So anyway, my point is, does not necessarily mean that you approve it when you read it or view it, and it does not necessarily mean that the producer of these media approves of it also. Yeah, and I think like a like a parallel because if, if that point doesn't if you don't, if that doesn't sit well with you, I think a parallel to think about would be like killing. Right? People kill people in movies all the time. Characters in movies kill others. But I think that's more obviously so not a condoning killing right or murdering mm-hmm. um there's all sorts of you know bad guys do evil things right in the movies clearly not saying hey go be evil and do these things that the bad guys are doing in fact the way that it's cast is in such a way that this is what you shouldn't do right this is what bad guys do right? yeah it portrays the sin as ugly which is exactly what a media form should do mm-hmm yeah, and good movies will even will add nuance to it where the good guys also have flaws because guess what? In real life, good guys have flaws mm-hmm. um, and bad guys also have some good intentions, right? Just think about the movie we saw last night, right? It's, you can yeah. kind of see the guy is pretty evil, but you can kind of see where his intentions and, and where the good intentions are in, in his mission. Um, and that's just the messiness of reality sometimes, right? Yeah, we went to see Guardians of the Galaxy last yeah. night, by the way, volume yeah. three. Okay. This is true. It's a good movie. Bad guy is pretty evil. He's yeah, pretty he was. Bad. He was a bad dude. But he yeah. also expressed good intentions that he had at times in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, very corrupted, but nevertheless good. Um, the intentions, that is. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, yeah, point being that, that it's, it's certainly about context once again. I, I do struggle, though, with – now, okay, okay, and you didn't say this, but certainly prudence in as a director, as a, a writer, screenwriter, right, um, prudence is important, right? Sure. I think a lot of sure. the times the, the language and the, the things that we see in movies, it is being glorified, yeah. right? Oh, um, for sure. When the good guys are saying, you know, when – the good guy says whatever obscenity, right? And kids watch that and they're like, oh, it's, yeah, this is what the hero of the story is doing, right? And not all movies do that, but mm-hmm. um, that certainly could could lead others to sin. Um, but I also, I've always felt, I'm curious what you think about this. I've always felt like, I've always felt like if I were an actor and I'm in a movie and they asked me to say like the Lord's name in vain, like say GD, Ooh. I feel like I would not, I couldn't, do that that's a really hard one and i'm i'm with you i tend to think and i'm not saying that i would do this i'm just i'm totally speaking from a lack of experience but i think if they were to like have me curse in the movie i think i would be able to do it yeah because like that is for a per- you know it's for a purpose to mm-hmm. portray the ugliness of that behavior hopefully if the movie producer is yeah. that's what the intent is you know yeah. And if that's what the character, you know, that's that's not me. That's the character, I guess, is my summary. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, so it's hard, yeah. but I, I think that's acceptable, you know, in terms yeah. of the actor or actress. Yeah. And I think, again, you have to be discerning as an actress. Like, I think actually I've, I've seen Chris Pratt in particular, who's a Christian. Um, I think there are certain things he's 
decline doing in movies. Um, because even though it's a movie, like he doesn't think it's, it's appropriate. Gotcha. Um, like I think in particular it was like a sex scene he was asked to do that he refused to do. Um, and he received criticism from it because people were like, it's just a movie. Like, um, but, but he didn't think that was right. And I think certainly there are certain things like, and I think taking the, that's probably where the line is for me is taking the Lord's name in vain. Um, I just, I, I don't think it's necessary and yeah, that's probably an example. I can do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably an example where it might be crossing the line and in acting. Yeah. Yeah. Man, good conversation. So is cussing a sin? It depends. (laughs) Dang it. We came back to that. Yeah. I, I think I'll just reiterate my like kind of levels, right? Could be mortal, could be venial, could be imprudent or could be not a sin at all. So weird, I hope that helps, but not a sin. Could be weird. <laughs> Could be weird, but not a sin. That's kidding. certainly, certainly the case. Um, so be discerning. Um, err on the side of caution. Ultimately, I think. I think it's a frustrating. I think it's a good and a fun conversation. Hopefully, and I think hopefully there's a lot to take away. Sometimes I end these conversations kind of frustrating because it's like when in the end it still depends. Like I feel like we haven't given a a solid like legged for people to stand on but well you know it depends and it's always going to depend all right life is messy (laughs) it's just the nature of the beast yeah all right is this where we end this is where we end all right you know what they say no what do they say praise be jesus christ now and forever amen they do say that indeed they do depending on who they is it's true